he needed six tries to get the fire going. It didn't help that a spectator conked him with a snowball <laughs> while he was trying to do it. Did it say conked? Conked him. Conked him. Hey, Roaches. I'm Toddy Tondera, and welcome to my audio thrifting diary. I scour through secondhand items searching for vibrant vintage, useful unusuals, big budget bangers, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, and good garbage. Each week, we curate a thrift haul, dive into the details, and record an episode based on our findings. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? Welcome to another edition of Thrifty Secondhand Shopping for Worm People. And uh, we have been crawling in the dirt this week, but right now we haven't begun to crawl. But I'll tell you what, we began to vote. So this, uh, this year, Thrifty, this very podcast you're listening to, is up for Best Podcast in Pittsburgh via the City Paper for 2020. Uh, it was an honor last year to be a part of it, and fortunately, Thrifty did win Best Podcast in Pittsburgh in 2019, so it has the opportunity to win it twice in a row. I don't believe that's uh, been done before, so it will be very cool if Thrifty is the first one to do it, uh, but what you can do to vote, so if you haven't voted, or maybe you know some Thrifty listeners who haven't voted as well, or maybe some new folks who you've been wanting to show the podcast to, let them know. It's bit.ly backslash thrifty 2020. Again, that's bit.ly backslash thrifty 2020. And thrifty is in all caps. And I know somebody who's wearing a cap today. And wearing a pit college hat. It's brick body. Shane Becker is on the thrifty couch. Hey, Shane. What's up, bud? Hello. Did you like that? That was something. Real bad tie-ins, but still made I them mean, work. I mean, it works. We yeah. did caps last week. And I am wearing a hair clip this week. Uh, it's, it's close enough. I, I I remember once upon a time you had said toddy in a hair clip is a is a different It's a good vibe. It's a okay. It's uh, definitely something. It's mm-hmm. not it's not just regular old toddy. I will say that um, as somebody who does wear hair clips, I'm always wondering what it looks like from the back. Mm. And half the time, because it could look real weird, and I understand that, half the time I, it, when I do decide to look at the back, I'm either very happy or just like, oh, my gosh, is that what it looks it's like back fine. there? So I just never know. And I have like a tiny little baby piece of hair back here. Tiny little rat tail. That um, I don't know what exactly happened in one of my various haircuts. But it, it just existed. It's just, it's just, I think I need it chopped, like shaved chopped. with the, cause I have a, uh, I have like two layers of an undercut right now because 
yeah, a lot of things have been going on up there. So, <laughs> um, and I'm still recovering from last summer when I just got it clipped way too high. <laughs> I was going to mention that. I didn't know if you we were allowed to. You getting your hair buzzed up to the crown of your skull. Yeah, and that wasn't the plan. Um, but only on one side. So <laughs> I've had to do a lot of different stuff up there. So this week's episode, it's nothing but mystery. I know lately we've had some themes to the episodes, which I've appreciated, but we have a lot of odds and ends today that uh, none of them are alike, and we have one piece on the show today that uh, we got out of the straight with straight up trash. Um, so that's going to be fun to talk about. And then, um, so we're going to talk about that in Act One, and in Act Two, we have uh, start to be back. We'll throw back to last summer's summer party. Because it's, it's the summertime blues episode right now. Yeah. It's almost um, over. You know summer is kind of past its peak when it's WWE SummerSlam weekend. That's how you know like the summer is coming to a close. Act 2 of the show is going to be a clip from last summer of Start the Beat with Sykes. Uh, where we had a backyard patio show, uh, Shane's first appearance on Thrifty. And it's not going to be Shane's first appearance. No, 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 folks. It's going to be Shane on Sykes. Uh, he had a uh, did a Hot Ones parody. Yeah, the, we're heating up. And it's just two guys eating some hot sauce on spoons in front of like 25 people. And a, a quick backstory of that, Shane and I had just completed the Thrifty set. I went inside to probably just decompress like I usually need to do after being around people. And I came back out, and he was on another show right there. <laughs> having some fun. He was already on another show, and he had just met Sykes, I believe, that day. There's a bit. You can put it in both. Yeah. You can start off Act 2 with the part of... The, introduction. the show where I'm literally clueless as to what Sykes' name is. Like, his actual name. What you don't know, and I can say this, it is a spoiler, because it's never it's never recorded. After Thrifty's set, um, I had a can, and I can't remember if it was a can of beer, can of it soda. It was a can of beer. Can of beer. And I had, I, I think I was about 80% of the way through the beer, and just by mistake... Where the set was after I took my stuff down, Sykes had then be uh, put his stuff up there, and the can was still there. So while they were taking uh, eating spoonfuls of hot sauce and recording it, um, Sykes used my can to spit in sometimes. And then um, I, it was either while the set was wrapping up, or it was right after, right after the I was set, having stomach cramps in the corner. Nice. I went over to the podcasting table and took that can back, and I threw it back as beer. And I'll tell you what, it was boogers. It was boogers. <laughs> it was nose stuff, you know, the stuff that grows in your nose. And that's that's the terrible part about the whole situation is, like, legitimately for the first time in my life, I ate someone's, like, well, not ate it, but I had someone's boogers. Boogers. It's like not. Because when you your nose begins to run when you're eating all this hot you're sauce, sucking it in, and it was just a spittoon of like hot sauce spits. I think it's crazy how the nose works. Yeah, and how you just have those two little holes in the back of your throat, and sometimes that's just it, how you breathe, and it, then sometimes it's just there and it's junky. And this was one of those opportunities for the nose to really show what it can do. 
and it did. And That's I, uh, what you're looking for at Act 2. That's what you're looking forward to. And I said this now because it is not a part of the audio, but um, it is definitely Sykes, and it's definitely Shane, and they're taking spoonfuls of hot sauce for the fans. And we're definitely getting into some odds and ends today. And then there's also Act 3, which is Vintage versus Modern. Oh, we'll get into that when we get yeah, to Yeah, we'll get there. Uh, and Vintage versus Modern, the third act of the show, is typically all the points accumulated from the show. Uh, we find out who's the winner of the episode then, so let's get right into it. Let's get into our first hack, Something You've Never Seen Before. Something you've never seen before. Something you've never seen at all. But it has always been at the So for the new listeners to the show, something you've never seen before, uh, we put together a curated thrift haul of finds that we've collected throughout the week, and then we ask each other educated questions on the matter, and if we get them right, uh, you get a point, but we have something special to lead this boy off today. I'm not going to say what it is just yet. I'm going to read you the first bullet point of my notes. Okay. Uh, Dead Guy's Trash. Dead Guy's Trash. Um, acquired uh, in, a, in Dead Guy's Trash. Mm-hmm. Uh, your neighbor died. My uh, my neighbor to the left. Um, <laughs> to my left neighbor. Just the left neighbor. Um, he was an older gentleman, and um, I assumed that he had passed because, yes, there was a, a family over his house collecting things and throwing things away. And your landlord told you he died. Right, I was just about to say that, <laughs> and then I figured that there was a death over there, and um, I didn't really obviously ask about it, but people were cleaning out the house and everything like that, and then I was like, I think that guy died, and then my landlord was here, and then he said, yeah, the old man next door died, and oh. I said, oh yeah, and he said, oh, I'm kind of glad, and I was like, what? why did you say that part? Why are you kind of glad? He didn't do anything. No. Every time we were outside, he was just hanging stuff up on his clothesline. He would sit on that back porch um, and spray water into... He would sit down facing his yard, and he would spray the hose and water the grass and his plants from far away from sitting down. Yeah, he's just hanging it. out. Yeah, I never, I never spoke a sentence. And just like a good neighbor... Um, we never spoke to each other, and we were fine. That's yeah. a perfect neighbor to me. Um, so we went through his trash. We went through his trash. We uh, probably six trash bags. Yeah, just for fun. Mm-hmm. Found nothing. No, outside not of just a, didn't find a lot of things. But we did go in there protected, and I, I definitely I, wore gloves and a mask twice. Definitely wore gloves and mask twice, and I also washed myself afterwards. But I had said to Shane. Is this uh, is this mean? Is this bad? No. And he said no. So I said, let's oh, go through the don't trash. Don't even act like you didn't want to anyway. No, no, I absolutely wanted to. I was just saying, do I not have a conscience about it? I mean, it? I'm fine with it. He's dead. They're throwing it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we opened the first trash bag. All VHS tapes. Just way too many. Yeah. Uh, second bag, however, we have our item that we found. In the uh, pretty much the only item. I mean, we out have of some everything. Yeah, we have some, like, dubbed VHS tapes from it. But as we were tearing through this trash, Shane, me, and my very own cat, we came upon something we did keep. Oh, uh, we kept a 80s, and it's made out of that, like, trash baggy material, like that 
weird thin plastic that we see some windbreakers made out of. Mm-hmm. Circus, circus, hotel, casino, Las Vegas, fanny pack. Yeah. Probably for some coins or some it, chips. It barely fits around my waist. It's for a little itty-bitty baby waist. Um, circus, circus, hotel, casino in Las Vegas. It's pink and around. white with a white strap. I'm and getting to that point. There's also a clown with a coat of arms. Okay. This is a coat of arms of Slops the Clown. It includes in the top left corner an elephant. In the top right corner a circus tent. Uh, in the bottom left corner just three flags. Just triangle. Mm-hmm. Uh, bottom right lion in a, in a cage maybe. Uh, and below it says Circus Circus. Circus Circus. It's been around since 1961. It's a uh, carnival-themed casino. Ooh. And I have a <laughs> an excerpt here, if I can find my uh, cellular device. Yeah. Uh, from, you're familiar with uh, Fear and Loathing Las Vegas. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, Hunter S. Thompson, of Hunter course, S. Thompson yeah. quotes the Circus Circus as being what the whole hep world would be doing Saturday night if the Nazis had won the war. This is the Sixth Reich. The ground floor is full of gambling tables, like all the other casinos, but this place is four stories high in the style of a circus tent in all the manner of a strange country fair Polish carnival madness is going on up in this space. So needless to say, he would not appreciate this fanny pack. Hunter S. Thompson did not like Circus Circus. No. Apparently, also hates Polish people. Yeah, well, Thanks, sure. Hunter S. Thompson. Sure. That's that's the uh, the second time in two weeks you have came onto the show and shouted down Polish people. <laughs> no, Hunter S. Thompson shouted down Polish people. I just called him out for you it. You were just supporting him. I'm canceling Hunter S. Thompson right here, right now. Well... He's kind of not with us anymore, so... But for a... Uh, Post-mortem cancelization. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Dead guys all over this item. Yeah. Uh, Circus Circus, it's a carnival-themed casino, like we said, uh, was in a lot of pop culture stuff. Has been in. Uh, if I were to tell you the names James Bond, Austin Powers, Grand Theft Auto, San Andreas... Which one do you think wasn't in the game? If you said any of them, that's all of them. Wow. Because they've all been in. That's a free trivia question. Yeah, fuck it's it. It's free. Uh, in Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, the circus, cir- they do like parodies yeah. of places and things. The Circus Circus Casino is named The Clown's Pocket. Interesting. Okay. But I mean, hey, okay. uh, that's Grand Theft Auto for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, made an appearance in James Bond's Diamonds Are Forever in 1971. I have that on VHS. And I've never seen it, but I'm sure if you rewatched it, you might see an elephant. You might see a person wearing some, you know, circus garb. Mm-hmm. By far my favorite also appeared in Austin Powers' International Man of Mystery. They sneak into it. I can't even remember that. Uh, I, I mean, I'm sure, I think I've seen a casino section of it. Austin Powers movies came out when I was in straight up, like, mid-grade school, and I never saw my dad laugh harder at a movie. That's very your dad heat of a movie. Yeah. And I mean, I'm all about it. I love Austin Powers in just how it is, but I mean, that's very Todd Sr. Yeah, for sure, and, um, I... And I'm not saying it is funny or it isn't funny. I'm not. I don't have an opinion really. Because that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but I thought it was hilarious 
because my dad laughed at it, and I was like, he doesn't laugh at anything. He laughed at Martin Lawrence, comedian Martin Lawrence, Sick. and Austin Powers. It's pretty much all these things. Your that he dad strikes at. me as a person that loves Medea movies. No, really? No. Okay. It's a. It's a. It's. It's just men comedy only. Thank you. Men comedy only. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, Circus Circus Casino also appeared in Baby Geniuses, nineteen ninety nine. Whoa. Uh, appeared in Damnation Alley. 1977 post-apocalyptic movie. Mm-hmm. They just go in there and play. Whatever, have fun. Also how, appeared how much it is to rent. Too much. Yeah, it's a casino. I also when I read the Wikipedia, uh, they made it, founded it, built it for 11 million. It's now worth 825. Okay, million. so that's so a lot of money. Uh, was also in Honey, I Blew Up the Kid. Shit, N- not I sure if I existed. ever even knew that movie existed as well. 2003. Uh, 1992. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I have no idea. Uh, also in Corvette Summer, which is, I'm sure, a movie about cars. Yeah, it is. Uh, and the 2014 video racing game The Crew. Didn't know that. Also in the film adaptation of Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, um, Hunter S. Thompson wanted to use the casino that he said was a pretty much just full of Nazis. But he did want to yeah. use it for and the piece. casino's like, no, can't do that. So in that movie, uh, they created Bazooka Circus, and is um, the name of the casino. In that there. was the famous part where the carpet was. Yeah, that's based all off weird. of Circus Circus. Ah. Now, if only people appreciated pop culture references, because if you went off by the number of pop culture references connected to this fanny pack, we get eight million dollars for it, probably. Yeah. Um, but I haven't found another one online, at least, that looked like that. Especially no. one that wasn't taken out of the trash and washed. Really. Hey, it's been washed, folks. I rocked so it once. Know. I admit it. I, I will admit I did rock it once. Too tight? Too tight. Too tight, just just below tight on me. Just below tight I on mean, it, I, I'm saying, I, I should say just above, t- like it was just tight. Yeah. Yeah, too a little bit too much for the old Todd's. Yeah, thing. and it was it's baby sized, it's baby. child sized. So my wallet is the only thing that fit in there. But yeah, uh, circus, circus, four floors of fun is mm-hmm. what they say there. Uh, it's shaped like a giant circus tent, like we heard, has a bunch of attractions. A bunch it has of attractions. A bunch of different things, and we'll get into that after my question because my question is going to be about those attractions. First trivia question for the first point of the show: uh, The Circus Circus Casino started adding attractions in 1984 with the addition of something that I can't talk about. But then since then, it's also had an RV park and a bunch of other things, but they've all had different names. So, which one of these things? just areas of entertainment is a circus circus casino and hotel attraction okay okay a splash zone b slots of good times casino which i'm now realizing is a pun Mm -hmm. uh c vacation dome or d none of the above okay vacation dome which one of these circus circus Uh, hotel casino attractions is real seems the gotta think the fakest one um but it is funny i will say that there is some uh some comedy behind it um or none of the above which is also a sexy pick here splash zone for uh, i don't think so 
what was B? Slots of the... Slots of Good Times Casino. Slops? Slots. Oh, slops. Like a lot of good times, <laughs> but slots. Like oh, lots of fun. What if there was a slops casino? I'm sure slops would love it. That would be sick. Let's, let's table <laughs> let's that idea. Let's put that on the let's, docket. Yeah, let's table that idea. Um, that one seems like the most likely, I would say. Um, vacation Dome. Um, that has to be some, a vacation land is a, is a song by the Front Bottoms. So I'm going to say Splash Zone seems like uh, not likely, but real somehow. Um, B seems great. Uh, vacation Dome I'm casting out. I'm stuck between B and D, but I'm going to go with B. Okay, so in the question of the Circus Circus Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, which one of these is an attraction at the venue? The answer is A, Splash Zone. Oh. And you know what's really funny is A, Splash Zone is obviously based off of Splash Zone, but the rest of the answers are also based off of other attractions that are there. That's Um, where you got them from? Yeah. Okay. Uh, The answer you picked B is actually Slots of Fun casino okay the answer c is actually adventure dome and it's an amusement park that rules an adventure dome was what was in baby geniuses that rules vacation dome vacation dome seemed like maybe because vacation stuff happens in las vegas maybe you bid on that you bid on slots of good times and it was just a simile er, i uh, just didn't think that would that that stuck out yeah that's very fair that was the point. Yeah, yeah, well, I didn't get it. Got one over on Toddy. I didn't get it. And Splash Zone's a water park. There's a lot going on there. Yeah. Um, my opinion is I would love to uh, hear about amusement parks that I've never heard about before, but I don't really have much of an interest in going to them. An amusement park you've never seen before. Ooh. Oh, brother, the cat almost brother, knocking down. Brother, the cat almost breaking our next item. Our next item <laughs> And that's funny. He almost uh, broke that guy's head. Um, <laughs> but unfortunately for this fella, uh, we've talked about this fella on the show quite a bit. We've talked about stage by stage how he bit had... Bit by bit. Bit by bit how he had passed away. We've had uh, puzzles. We've had clocks. We've had pictures. We've had... We straight up had a bank. A you, circular There's a bank. newspaper here too. We're going to be talking about some JFK cups right now. And they also these, have a big silver coin with JFK. And these were, and that's a bank. That's oh, a that's bank. what you're talking about. Yeah. And so these uh, were actually found by Shane. Shane found these. We found them yesterday at a, I took a loop to Ohio and West Virginia. When, On the thrifting scene. Yeah. I, I was not going to Ben's yesterday. Didn't feel like it. Wanted to get out of the house. Yeah. Uh, went to... East Ohio, went up north to more East Ohio, and then came right on back east to Beaver, Pennsylvania. Straight up a animal Pennsylvania. Uh, didn't go to Beaver, Pennsylvania. Went to one there, but didn't find these there. Fine. Then found them at the Aliquippa Salvation Army, which is the size of a boat, like ginormous, like a barge boat, mm-hmm. um, giant square, probably the biggest Salvation Army I've been to in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um found these in the 
little cabinet area where they keep all the glass and the stuff that they don't want people to take. Yeah, there's four of them. Um, I asked the lady at the counter. I was like, hey, there's some dead president merch over here that I want. And she was like, oh, yeah, let me get these for you. And then she started wrapping them with newspaper and then quoted is now quoted as saying, uh, I'm taking my time wrapping these as they are so old. And then she stares at the John F. Kennedy glasses for the longest time. And it has his birthday and his death day. And she get, she goes, yeah, I don't want to break these glasses from 1917. They are from 1963 since that's when JFK died. So, yeah, it's from he was born in 1917 and then passed away in 1963. And it, it shows that on this the, this cup and uh, well, these glasses, I should say. And 1917 is only on here because that's when he was born. That was when he was brought into the earth. So she thought that these cups were from 1917 and John F. Kennedy was the president in 1917. Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch. Not Benedict Cumberbatch. What's the one where you age backwards? Oh, no. Ben. <laughs> no, that's the guy that does <laughs> yeah. some other things. Yeah. What's that Benjamin called? Button. Benj- yeah, that thing. Yeah. that The other one does some other stuff. <laughs> the other guy does like other things. Um, but John F. Kennedy, as we know, was assassinated um, November 22nd, 1963 in Dallas, Texas at 12.30 p.m. Uh, he was shot once in the back, which exited his throat. And the other shot, well, it exited all over the place after it entered the back of his head. Um, he, was, he was shot by Lee Harvey Oswald, quote unquote, we think. We are pretty sure. We're fairly sure of it, but um, JFK, uh, just like these four glasses that match him, he did a lot of special things um, in his life. Um, He uh, installed a secret taping system in the White House. Sick. JFK, secretly not the best. No. JFK was like so neutral that he was against the Civil Rights Act. Yeah, I was about to get into that. Like, that's my biggest pet peeve with when people are like, yeah, JFK, sick, great. JFK, also neutral stance on racism, doesn't care. Completely neutral to it. But it's basically just like, yeah. And then once he was assassinated, they're like, okay, push that through a little bit more. Yeah. Like, let's take something And then all of a sudden people are like, he was was a pretty good guy. No, but it was all his other, his buddy. Yep. What's his name? Uh, Lyndon B. Johnson. Lyndon B. Johnson, LBJ. He kind of came through. Little Beege. And he would uh, secretly tape people who had meetings in the White House. And you could hear some of these things. You got to think he's paranoid as shit with the whole Cold War thing that was happening. Uh, yeah, and also he uh, in uh, he had some uh, the the family had some history with Marilyn Monroe. Every honestly John F Kennedy come back from the dead, just give us a tell all, tell us what was up and then mm-hmm. you can go back. You can get out of purgatory, get out of the backseat of that car. Just let loose. Just, yeah, let yourself go. Unbutton your shirt, loosen You're your tie. Dead. Maybe unzip your pants, give your belly a little rest. Maybe mm-hmm. you've been eating some stuff while you've been dead. I don't know what you eat when you're dead. Worms, bugs, uh, frogs. Sure. Just come back and tell us what happened and why you were like the way you were. And the dead former president, John F. Kennedy, he was actually pretty afraid of death. Really? He, John he was, F. Kennedy. What's going on with he him? He had um, his last rites uh, read to him three times in his life sick because he was he wanted to make sure that he got into heaven like 
good, which which tells you he had a lot of baggage and a lot of worries because, like, anytime he was about to die, he's like, boy, I got to absolve myself. I've got to absolve some sins. I got to get a priest in here to have him bless me so I could get right up there. I'm going to say my seven Hail Marys, my four Our Fathers. I'm going to light those candles that are at that place in the part of the church where they are. That part of the church. I'm going to put them out with a little bit, a little thimble on a stick. Yeah, a little just, uh, candle. Yeah, say bopper. my prayers, count my blessings, and uh, get shot in the head. Get shot in the back of the head. So, uh, yeah, these four glasses, uh, they are uh, blue, and he has blue and white face. And, again, if you follow us on at Thrifty Podcast on Instagram, you will see pictures when this episode goes up. So make sure you're following us. Uh, but to get into it, I, I do have a JFK question for you. Okay. Um, and it's some, not about the JFK house, is it? Because I used to live right by it in Massachusetts. Thank God it wasn't. But yeah, he was a Massachusetts Democrat. He, uh, his house is on a top of a mountain near Springfield, Massachusetts. It's, it's not about the house, fortunately. Okay, well, that sucks. Why, Shane, was JFK in Dallas, Texas that day? Okay. Why was JFK in Dallas, Texas that day? That he was assassinated unrelated. Or maybe related. Who knows? Uh, A, to stop an argument between two congressmen in his own party. B, he went to a college swim meet at the University of Houston. C, speak on the Cuban Missile Crisis. Or D, for some other reasons... None of the above. So, again, A, why was JFK in Dallas, Texas that day? A, stop an argument between congressmen and his party. B, went to a college swim meet at the University of Houston. C, he spoke on the Cuban Missile Crisis. D, none of these answers. None of the above. How are you feeling over there? I think, so, season two of the Umbrella Academy just came out. Hard. And I don't give a shit about superheroes, but I watched it anyway, because, hey, fuck it. Uh, the whole season's about them trying to figure out the Kennedy assassination. Never knew that. Might um, watch it now. Thank you, Gerard Way, my chemical Gerard romance. Way, it, like, the first season is like, oh, the world's ending. The second season's like, oh, the world's ended, but we're in the 60s. And the whole thing's based around JFK getting domed. Um, I'm relatively certain it's B. Um, I'm stuck between A and B. I know I am certain it's not for the Cuban Missile Crisis. I vaguely remember hearing either A or B, and they're both in my head, and I do not understand what is going on. But I'm going to say B. I mean, they also think about this to give yourself a little break. I mean, yeah, he was certainly in Dallas, Texas for one of these things. There's no doubt. But I'm sure maybe he, you know, he did maybe both of this at some point. Yeah. You may have heard it correctly is what I mean. Mm Mm-hmm. I think, I think it's B, and Ooh. I th- I remember hearing Houston. I remember that just sticking with me. I'm gonna say B. He was there because he was going to a swim meet at the University of Houston. Okay, so why was JFK in Dallas, Texas that day? A to stop an argument between congressmen and his own party. B went to to a college swim meet at the University of Houston. C to speak on the Cuban Missile Crisis. D, none of the above. You said B, went to a college swim meet. The correct answer is A, 
to stop Tough. an argument between congressmen and his party. There had to have been some. Maybe he was coming from a swim meet or something. Like, he just did it. Mm-hmm. But I swear I thought there was something about swim meets that was going on. Well, um, the congressman that he was uh, speaking with, um, uh, one was Dan Yarborough. Okay. The other one, Ralph Yarborough. Oh, brothers having fun. Not even related. Uh not related to Kale Yarbrough, a famous NASCAR driver. No, these Yarborough boys were not related. Is whatsoever. Yarborough like the Smith of the South? It could possibly have been back then. But uh, one of them wanted to endorse the Civil Rights Act. That would be uh, Dawn. And Ralph was against uh, racial integration. Sick. So Ralph, Love, not the good one. Dawn, the good one. absolutely hate everything about that. So he came down there to... I'm sure do nothing. Just be neutral. Just to be neutral and uh, listen to both of them. Listen to both of them as my cat just attacked Shane from <gasps> under the couch. He got me in the uh, HLS tendon, the Achilles. Well, holy we kn- shit. We know that it was your idea to remain, to not trap him during this episode. I really thought he'd be fine. I had no, no not 1% of me thought that he would last with being fine. He's a, I he's, literally said I believed in him. He's a social assassin. He's, he's crazy. Crazy. He will do man. literally anything at any time. He's unpredictable. Uh, so we're nothing, nothing through the bottom of the first. Nothing, nothing through the bottom of the first. Every the single first episode. I don't think we've gotten the first question from either of us right in like three months. Who knows? Like way too much. Mm-hmm. Uh, you like cassette players. Yep. So this is the next piece of our curated thrift haul. You always do that where I'm like. Okay, I'm just going to set something up for a transition. Mm-hmm. And then right after I say the very first piece of it, you're like, so this is our third piece. Mm-hmm. Just in case. So you like cassettes. Love cassettes. And listening to cassettes. Love you cassettes. You have several. We found a bunch through our time. And um, We've never before f- the pandemic, I used to have cassettes playing all the time in our shop, but not anymore. You might now because no. we have a General Electric 90s. AM FM radio, but also includes a cassette player and recorder. I love this thing. And you had given it to me as a gift, and I did not think you were giving it to me. And it's honestly one of the nicest things I've seen for a while that I would actually use. It's in beautiful condition. Like, everything snaps. The release for the eject is not gross and bad. That's nice. Uh, My favorite thing about cassette players is you can push down the play button and it stays down and then you press stop comes on it comes up. right back up i was doing that in the car for like 15 minutes that's a lot of fun while i was sitting in traffic the uh record and play same same deal with that thing very cool the record will stay down very cool mm-hmm. but um from the 90s not a lot of this model on yeah that i've seen a lot of them have like big circular speakers like, you know, a typical speaker, not an integral internal speaker like this one does. Mm-hmm. Um, so a little bit more modern than the older ones, which I guess is fair. It um, has a speaker outlet on it. It does. It has a lot of stuff on it. You can yeah. plug a microphone into it. Um, the volume button crispy. Yep. Um, I really wish I hadn't played around with the dial. Because I would have loved to see what radio station it was tuned to. Oh, yeah. But I know for a fact it was between 93 and 97. Wow. So well, it might have been on 
93 93.7 the fan Ooh, in Pittsburgh uh, the sports 94.5 3 WS oldies and alternative hits well check it out we we learned a lot about Pittsburgh radio in the in in, in the past weeks here because we, have. we talked about it we talked a little about bit. it it's crazy yeah. a little tie in mm-hmm. um we got to buy some tapes you think no we have to buy some batteries this is from the early 90s uh, front loading cassette players were very normal back then. Very just this is like their peak, uh, ninety two to ninety eight. General Electric. No, now for like fucking stadium lights and airplanes. Yeah. Uh, known fraudulent people. They used to make TVs briefly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, telephones. Uh, Bernie Madoff was part of that scheme. They were included in his whole black book of shit. Bernie Madoff and General Electric were in bed together? Yeah. Wow, what a conspiracy. For fraud. Love it. Uh, For fraud. But they've been around since 1982. A long time. Always good to just like sit one day and think about what an electric company did in 1892. Mm -hmm. Like just what they made like three light bulbs and you can have them. Certainly weren't sending out emails. Certainly weren't making airplane parts or fucking anything. No, but, not good airplane parts. But I'm sure they plugged in. I'm sure they created electricity. I'm sure it was for the general population. Mm-hmm. I have a bunch of loops when I go to different Goodwill and Salvation Army and Mom and Pop thrift shop racks. And my southern loop takes me to Monongahela in the Mon Valley, of which is southern of Pittsburgh. Yeah. And I drive past the General Electric plant in Charleroi. Right next to the Goodwill I go to, I can tell you what, seems sketchy. Lot of waddle white buildings, and I don't trust white buildings. Yeah. Like when you drive past, we've talked about the Bettis plant before. Bettis plant is secret. No, that's a conspiracy Bet- within the, itself. The Bettis plant is a secret plant that's a giant pond on the map. Yeah. And I'm sure, for good reason, they do, like, military stuff. Military subs is what they are rumored to create, but when you look at the map of the town, it's a giant pond. And we live right by that. Mm-hmm. And the General Electric plant's on the map, and it's there, and they just do whatever. <laughs> so maybe a, a little bit more A little bit book. fine, but, I mean, too many white buildings for my taste. Yeah. Whatever. But I guess we'll just pop into the next question. For sure. We talked about uh, their founding in 1892. Mm-hmm. Some heads were on that founding team. Okay. Some big name heads. Some big name heads. Some heads of bigness. Okay. But there's also some small players and some small investors that we might know nowadays too. Cool. What person on this list of answers is not a founder of General Electric? What person on this list is not a founder of General Electric? Got it. A, J.P. Morgan, B, Thomas Edison, C, Charles A. Graves, or D, none of the above, and they were all founders. When you get a Shane question like this, it's usually you've got to just say all of them because you have to think where those all those names came from. J.P. Morgan is is not an old name. Uh, Thomas Edison, yeah, you know he <laughs> he, uh, he existed. Yeah, he was he was there. He was for sure there. Um, the third one, Charles Grant, Charles A. Graves, Charles A. Graves definitely did it. I'd say he was definitely a part of it because 
I don't know anybody else with the last name Graves um, that I would just randomly write that down. So I'm going to say he's definitely a part of it. Um, J.P. Morgan's kind of freaking me out, though. That could be... It's either C or D, and I'm leaning towards D. Um, so I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hope for the best on this one, and I think J.P. Morgan uh, whole thing has been going on for way too long. Um, so I'm gonna say D. All of those people were founders of General Electric. The answer is C. Charles A. Graves. Ah, uh, see that? I mean, I knew he was. I just said uh, I just uh, Edison seemed completely out just. GE found it was founded and created by the merger of one company and Thomas Edison's company. Okay. Okay. And JP Morgan was on that team. Uh C Charles A Graves is actually a fake person based off of another founder named Charles A Coffin. So I took Coffin Graves, you know. Like C O F F I N Coffin? Yeah, Charles A Coffin. Okay. Um, Charlie Coffin? Ch- Chuck Coff. Chuck Coffin. Okay. Uh, Chuck Coffin might be the name of my next NHL 07 creative player. That could be a lot of fun. That's a good one. That could be a lot of fun. Uh, speaking of our NHL stuff. Not uh, looking good for me. Not Toddy, Lately. To be fair, y'all have received a very minor view of Toddy's video game experience. Well, it's we've not had going very, well. We've had a lot of close stuff, a lot of tight games toddy just hasn't come out recently not it? recently um the current and if you listen to a couple weeks ago an episode we had shane's tulsa force nhl 2007 hockey squad versus my houston hogs and on that particular episode shane with the dub um today uh something happened in our league something we've history. never seen before something we've never seen before um so we were exchanging wins so much that one of us uh, was never ahead two games in the series, currently sitting right now, and again, this will be out Sunday. So, geez. This <laughs> oh, God, I think we play at least four more between then and at now. At least three before then, but right now it sits in the series that Shane has won 12 games and has lost 10 games. It's been tight. So, this is the first time there's somebody up two games in the series. So, it's... Uh, and if you would have seen the Houston Hogs the last game, you would have you would have felt Dilapidated. it. Dilapidated. You would have felt it. A lot of a lot of miscommunication on defense, which I have went on record to say that I'm usually proud of. Defense bad ish. It you was lost, me. It was user error. You lost a couple guys early. You lost your captain, Paul Correa, who we'll talk about in a second. Yeah. Uh, and you also lost Chuck Kobasu. Chuck Kobasu, former Pittsburgh Penguins legend. I didn't know he played for us. <laughs> yeah, he did. I thought that's why you picked him. No, I thought he played for the fl- Flames. He played for uh, the Penguins for like two years in like 2012. That's hard. That's yeah, I never cool. knew that. Yeah, I never yeah, knew you that. got some former Penguins on your team. No, I I knew I picked him because he was on the Flames and he was speedy as heck. He's a little speedster. Yeah, and that was a younger Kobasu. But uh, what do we have here that has Paul Pinhead Paul Korea in it? Uh, Paul Pinhead Paul Korea. Um, so Paul Korea, the captain of not only. The real life, uh, mighty uh, Anaheim fighting mighty ducks at the time. <laughs> it was just Anaheim, the mighty ducks of Anaheim, not <laughs> Anaheim fighting mighty ducks. <laughs> the, 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 uh, the Anaheim fighting, the the Anaheim fighting <laughs> mighty ducks of Anaheim. Um, 
Paul Correa was a absolute hockey player at the time who was their captain, and he's also the cap, the current captain for the Houston Hogs, and that's not going to change anytime soon. Um, but the uh, next item on our curated thrift haul, we're taking a look at a book titled Strange But True Sports Illustrated for Kids, and it's from 2002. So it's filled with all types of random early 2000s sports trivia. I was a Sports Illustrated for Kids head. I have recently learned this. And I know so much just about everything in terms of Sports Illustrated Kids. Griffey used to be on the cover all the time. Griffey's rookie card from – they used to, like, give you nine perforated cards in the magazines. His rookie card sells for a shit ton of money from Sports Illustrated Kids. Do you have some cards still? I do. Nothing that great. A bunch of rookie cards like Steph Curry, Tiger Woods, like a lot of those guys, their rookie cards in Sports Illustrated Kids go for thousands of dollars. That is insane. I never knew that. Like thousands of dollars. Steph Curry, uh, former Davidson standout. Yeah. Uh, For the record, your Vintage vs. Modern and your next question are not about Tiger Woods. Uh, no, none of them are about Tiger Woods the, at all. The That didn't work at all either. Tiger Woods rookie card from the Sports Illustrated issue in 1996 goes for $17,000. That's impossible. It, it, there's several that have sold for that much money. That's, all right, we need to be changing our what we're looking for at the bins. We've got to be looking for... More of these. Um, so uh, the pinhead Paul Correa that we keep speaking of, um, it, it was uh, a known fact that he uh, received acupuncture. And I guess at the time for children in 2002, acupuncture was this magic spooky thing. I think it's just like the cup stuff that they did for the Olympics that one year. Mm-hmm. And so what I was going to do with Strange But True Sports Illustrated for Kids uh, about these facts I was going to – there's so many facts, so many to, to get to, that I was just going to ask you um, to name uh, – give me a page number. Okay. And then on each page, there is two drawings and two facts. And then pick a page number and then pick one or two signifying drawing one or two. You know what we kind of missed on and what we should have done for Act 2? Maybe we can do it in a different episode. Yeah. We could do Strange But True or False. Where Let's table each, that one. That's not bad. Where we each ask each other, uh, is this true or false? That's That also could be just implemented into any time, though. Yeah, I think it would be fun. Assume. But anyway. Page 21, please. Page 21. So I'm going to go to page 21 here. And in fact, actually, there are three facts on this page and three drawings. Let's do them all. Um, oh, you want to do all of them? Yeah, it'd take two seconds. Cool. Okay. Um, oh, I, I was just going to keep asking you page numbers. But oh, that, sure. Let's do that then. Okay. Um, well, let's get through all these because these do seem kind of okay. Um, so, fact, sports fact number one, the Vancouver Grizzlies offered fans a flat-top haircut before a 1996 home game. Why? So that fans could look like Bryant Big Country Reeves. Big the, Country. The team's flat-topped center. Each fan got clipped, receive a free ticket to that night's game. The barber trimmed 342 men and 18 women. The Grizzlies lost to the Los Angeles Clippers. You got to think. Clippers. You got to think more people would have done it. That seems like a very low amount. 
I, w- I would have done it for sure. Um, so uh, sports uh, fact number two, the Chicago White Sox had a blast on disco demolition oh, yes. night. We've even talked about this on the show. We have? Yeah, I think we've talked about disco demolition oh, night. Oh, yeah. So many people were arrested and hurt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have talked about this. I think, yeah, okay. Well, here's a little snippet then. Um, the <laughs> Chicago White Sox had a blast on disco demolition night in 1979. Each fan who bought disco records to Kaminsky Park paid only 98 cents to watch a doubleheader against the Detroit Tigers. Between games, the records, <laughs> the records were blown up by dynamite. And then the fans stormed the field. Chicago had to forfeit the second game after rowdy fans ran onto the field after the explosion. Oh, the, so they uh, nerfed the PG it. version. They nerfed it. They lit the field on fire. <laughs> they lit the field on fire and had a like yeah a riot about the records and it was uh, yeah so yeah the White Sox couldn't play. Um, from page twenty one, the third one here, the third fact. Talk about a cranky call. During the first round of the 1991 Dorrell Ryder Open Golf Tournament in Miami, Florida, a TV viewer in Colorado spotted golfer Paul Azinger breaking a rule. Paul was kicking stones away from his ball before taking a shot on the final hole. The viewer called tournament officials and told them that Paul should be penalized. The officials reviewed a videotape of the telecast and saw the caller was right. Paul was disqualified because he had signed his scorecard without deducting two strokes, the penalty required by the PGA for the rule he had broke. God, I hate golf fans. They're just a bunch of cops. They're a bunch of cops. So he was kicking rocks away from the ball and... uh, Leave him alone. A clear cop caller called the golf cops. (laughs) And they copped him up. And they copped him up. And then he signed a scorecard and then that copped away. And so that's kind of unfortunate. I mean, if you're playing against the guy, I, yeah, that doesn't feel good. But I wouldn't tell on him. I would just say whatever, dude. Do whatever you want. It's golf. Uh, do you have another page number? Let's do eight. Eight. Page eight. We'll go through all the eights. There's two on eight. Olympic Tales. The Olympics can be a real adventure even before the games begin. Any Tanya Harding stuff in here? No, I didn't think so. A couple rowdy competitors hugged Tanya Harding. (laughs) Yeah, it ruined her life. Um, And her knee. Norway wanted to honor its national heritage when it hosted the 1994 Winter Olympics in Lillehammer. So it lit the flame with two torches. One torch was lit with the Olympic flame in Greece. The other torch was lit by a Norwegian citizen. Olav rubbed two sticks together to start the fire that was used to light the flame. He needed six tries to get the fire going. It didn't help that a spectator conked him with a snowball <laughs> while he was trying to do it. Did it say conked? That's yeah, so funny. I swear to God, I said it, it, it didn't help that a spectator conked him with a snowball. What a <laughs> and a, the picture is, the picture is... Him getting conked with the snowball. One of my favorite episodes of King of the Hill, at the towards the end of it, Hank Hill is voted to carry the Olympic torch from his town to another town, and um, they light the torch or they have the torch lit. They give it to Hank. Uh, Dale, his friend, lights a cigarette off of it, uh, and then Hank starts running. Hank then trips in a puddle and puts the flame out. And Hank's running towards the town. He's like, everything sucks. This is the worst. Dale's still smoking the cigarette. 
Dale's like, this this cigarette was lit by the Olympic flame. They light the torch. It's fine. God works in mysterious God, ways. Shout out God. Fourth under God, Shane Becker. Uh, the other, the other uh, Olympic tale on this page doesn't have any conks in it or anything. The sun turned the speeding skating oval into slush during the 10,000-meter event at the 1948 Games. They were in Switzerland. The first skaters raced on hard, fast ice. When the tracks began to melt, eight skaters withdrew from the event. Buddy Solemn of the U.S. skated anyway. His 26, his 26 minute, 22 second was about nine minutes behind the winner. So you ought to just say he did it for pride. Yeah, uh, here's the thing. But uh, Buddy is a buddy, a, a clear buddy. Um, if you're, no, buddy. If you get to the Olympics, skate. You're not. You're not quitting. No. So especially 1948. Yeah, you're not quitting. And so the ice melted. So all the performers had the oppor- The morning performers had the opportunity to actually do it. And then the the evening performers, it was so fucked up that they couldn't. But homie said, "Why not? Have fun. Hi, why not?" So those were some Olympic tales. Um, I have not a tale, but a question for you. Um, now there is no points that have been accumulated yet in this episode, so this could be an opportunity before heading into the break for you. You said you are a Sports Illustrated for Kids head. So um, let's see if you could get this one. What was the Sports Illustrated for Kids first issue cover? What was on the cover of issue one of Sports Illustrated for Kids? Can I make a guess before you say your answers? Um, sure, yeah. Bo Jackson. Bo Jackson. Uh, Bo Jackson is not one of the four on here. Oh, well. Having so no. fun. Okay. Um, I guess that was kind of a, not a good idea to guess before the question. Well, I mean, here's I mean, the it thing. It doesn't matter. It wasn't locked in. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, a, U.S. gymnastics pole vaulting. B, Oakland Athletics celebrating a win over the Giants. C, Michael Jordan with some kids. D, none of the above. So once again, what was on the first cover of Sports Illustrated for Kids? A, USA Gymnast pole vaulting. B, Oakland Athletics celebrating a win over the Giants. C, Michael Jordan with kids. Or D, none of the above. I gotta cast out A right away. Uh, pole vaulting and gymnastics are two different sports. That's weird. Pole vaulting and track and field are two different sports. Well, if you are, are the same sport, they're different from gymnastics. I... We'll talk about this at the end, but I, I I know what I did. I know what I did, and I did two things here. I'm confusion. It's fine, but it's still on the board. Uh, SC, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan with some kids. Is that what you want to go I with? I guess so. All right. What if was it's A, that's silly that A, it was written like that, and B, that's silly. Well, first off, I don't know why, uh, I, I don't know why you're starting a fight with me immediately. <laughs> <laughs> immediately starting a fight over this without us bickering so what was on the first cover uh what was on the what was on the cover of the first issue of sports illustrated for kids a usa gymnasts uh pole vaulting b oakland athletics celebrating win over the giants c michael jordan with kids d none of the above you said c michael jordan with kids 
The correct answer is Michael Jordan with a couple of kids. So, you said when we were doing pre-recording, yeah, the first ep- the first magazine was released in like the eighties. Uh yeah. Um, well, here's also a spoiler. I don't. It's know. also on the front, which it's is also what I was on the front say. cover. Michael Jordan has the number twelve, and then a kid wrote plus eleven equals twenty three on his jersey. And so there is a spoiler on Strange But True, the book we just went through of that, but I didn't know if you would connect it. Now, here's uh, here's here. Let's go back to A. Let's unpack A. <laughs> why did it, why? Um. So when I went through the question that last time, I said gymnast, and that's what I meant to write, but I didn't. I wrote gymnastics. So I was I was trying to say U.S. gymnast pole vaulting. That it doesn't make any sense still, though. No, it does. The gymnast pole vault. No, they don't. Yes, That's they track do. And field. Okay. That's, I don't see your gold medals. Huh? I don't see your gold medals. I don't. It's not a gymnastics event. Uh, an error. Another error in that. Two error. Two two <laughs> errors. Ridiculous. Um, USA. I said you don't typically hear that. You don't say USA. Yeah, you do. You say U.S. USA on a magazine, though. Okay. It's on their jerseys. Well, when you say, like, oh, I saw some gymnasts, do you say, like, do you, I, I would saw some say, USA oh, they're gymnasts. not doing pole vaulting because that's not their sport. Well, guess what? It wasn't on the cover. It was Michael Jordan with kids. What was, why did you, how did you come up with B? Um, because the Oakland Athletics uh, won uh, a playoff series over the Giants at the time. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that was the year that they did the thing, did, did their diddle. First cover was what? 1986 probably then yeah mm-hmm. okay um, um 1989 sorry oh, okay. 1989 was the first and that was the year the oakland athletics did um money ball oh they did the whole small ball thing so billy bean yeah so they won a series over the giants and that's why i put that usa gymnastics pole vaulting okay some disagreements about that's that that's not a disagreement it's a right or wrong uh some disagreements about that so that's uh, right. That's correct. That's correct. Um, and so for our curated thrift haul today, we had uh, a, a bunch of different uh, items here collected over a couple of different hauls, uh, one being a gift, one being out of the trash, one being a fun book. Um, in Act 2, you're about to hear Shane, Shane Becker himself, on Start the Beat with Sykes, and they're taking spoonfuls of hot sauce for a Hot Ones parody, and it is on the back porch. We're heating up. Stick around. That's Brian. Right? <laughs> no one? I'm new here. Aren't we all? <laughs> Okay. So, All right. So, you were gone. This is just me talking to you. Um, your name's Brian. It is. I'm Shane. Hey. Um, I asked them if you were Brian, and I forgot it was recording. And so you're going to hear before this a couple seconds of us <laughs> all trying to figure out if that is correct. Hello and welcome to Start the Beat with Sykes. My name is Sykes and this is my podcast. Before we get started, I just want to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out the last episode. There's beer and soda and water in the fridge and in the coolers because we are at 
the fucking cookout. I have no problem swearing. Oh, yes. We're just going to sit here. We're going to have some hot sauces. It's going to be a, a start the heat, if you will. Okay. We're heating of, up. Of sorts. And we're just going to try some hot sauces. We have a room, I guess a, a patio full of other people that are dumb enough to try some of this stuff with us we appreciate it some of this stuff isn't bad i will be completely honest and let you know if it's going to get bad and if i notice any of you reacting bad to things that i don't think are bad i'm not going to make you try anything more unless you want to before i give this to anybody um let's let's taste test this first looks like you have a lot on that you kind of gave me a big dab but i'll just go for it i apologize in advance for that all right and uh let's do it let's do this let's get it oh that is like a taco sauce Super cumin-y. I like it a lot. Um, this is really good. It is hot. This is pretty hot. This should be later in the lineup, to be honest with you. It gives you, like, a lot of, like, front cheek heat. I like it. Like, the cumin flavor is super pronounced. Definitely, like, a taco sauce, like you said, but that scorpion pepper little kick there is really good. That's a really good sauce. Very this good. This is awesome. I do want to say, Shane, I appreciate you knowing, like, seasoning and flavors and stuff like that. I don't know any of that shit. All I know I actually, is that I like stuff and I don't like stuff. We'll re-rank them as we go, I think. Yeah, totally. I think that's the best call. So the first one I want to dip into today, and I think some of us already had this, would be this uh, Soothsayer Get Lit. It's a sweet potato habanero hot sauce. Very delicious. I think it's pretty mild. It has a lot of good flavor, though, I think. Again, sweet potato habanero. What do you think when you're thinking sweet potato habanero for a hot sauce? That's a pretty unique flavor. Ooh. So it really has that, like, as a, you had mentioned this before. I'm sorry. I don't remember your name. Fran. Fran. This is a whole, nobody knows anybody right <laughs> now. Great. Okay. That's what's really nice about this. Nobody actually knows anybody. You had mentioned before that this tasted like fall, and I think that that's yeah. a very accurate yeah. description it has like a very like oh wow okay. yeah it's like sweet earthy almost like umami which is like kind of what a sweet potato is good job soothsayer i believe they're out of chicago word up to them and uh this is tom's all day sauce it is basically the equipment his like his frank's red hot if you will yeah pour yourself a little something and then pass that thing around so i know frank's red hot is kind of like a an entry point in hot sauce for a lot of people. Yeah. What, what was it for you? What was like the first hot sauce you remember really getting into? Oh, what's it called? Uh, the wooden cap. What's it called? Cholula? Cholula. Oh, yeah, I went to a... a lot of Mad Mex when I was growing okay. up. Okay. And that's yeah. all they had. When you were growing, how old are you? 23. Nice, dude. <laughs> I'm a young boy. I'm 33. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> that's 10 I'm years and that's math. Hell yeah, dude. It's just you know? hot sauce, dude. Yeah, that, that that's kind of the point of what that's supposed to be, I believe. It's Garlic Tom's, and vinegar. Tom's all day hot sauce. We got another Allegheny City Farms here. It's the Ahi Pineapple Pepper Hot Sauce. Tastes very green. It has like a lot of like green chili flavor in it. Yeah. I like it. Alright, so doubling up on the pineapple, this is Peplish Provisions. This is Brooklyn, New York. This is pineapple, lemongrass, ginger. Ooh, probably would be really good on, like, some chicken thighs. I might pass out. I just want to let everybody know that. I'm already feeling a little <laughs> spicy already because I've been doing, like, actual spoonfuls. I'm getting pitters, dude. Uh, I'm very sweaty over here. Yeah, oh, yeah. I guess that's the point of this, right? Do you want you, to watch us implode. That's, do you like, want to go why you're here. like, full teaspoon for the last one? <laughs> I'll do it if you do it. I, okay. Dude, I'm going to film that. All right, so now we're moving on to another hot sauce that I've never had. This is from Colt's Personal Collection. This is the Tropical Pepper Company Scotch Bonnet Caribbean Pepper Sauce. Scotch am, Bonnet ones are always really good, too. I am a fan of Scotch Bonnets. How's everybody's uh, palates doing out there? We feeling a little spicy? We good? Thumbs up? Thumbs up? We good? We good? 
I love tame, how neither of us tame. brought anything to drink. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be fine. There's somebody else. We'll just drink hot sauce. Half PBR here, yeah. I'll get that PBR out of the way. Yeah, I'll tell you. No, leave it there. It's cute. It's, I like it. Just kind of if I if, if I have, like, a moment when I really need to, like, grab something, you know? Ugh. Yeah, it's going to be hard to taste, I think, coming up here. Mm-hmm. And uh, speaking of tasting things, this is another hot sauce I've never had. I'm doing a lot of firsts here. Okay. I've had this one before. Oh, have you? It's really good with, like, pad thai. Killer. It seems like kind of a sriracha thing, but yeah. maybe a little hotter. So is that Gnarly Brothers? Yeah. It's uh, marketed as wing sauce. has ghost peppers in it. Uh, Here we go. It's also got carrot in it, so let's get it. That one's just like... That's another one where it's not like crazy on any sort of yeah. spice or anything. I'm not crazy about that. I'm really not. But also, there's just a whole lot going on right now. So we're moving on to Angry Goat Company's Purple Hippo. This is probably one of my this like one's slamming. This is like one of my top five favorite hot sauces ever. This is a phenomenal hot sauce. It's a it's a prickly pear and scorpion peppers. Worth trying, Jordan. Jordan, worth trying. <laughs> Was that bad? See, see, you're building a tolerance. You know, this is like we're we're easing it in. You know, low key, everybody's helping me get rid of all this hot sauce that's been sitting in my fridge forever. Like that's because there's no other way to do this. That's everything that hot sauce needs to be all in one. Really good on like a chicken cheese stick with like a little bit of peppers and my glass. Motherfucker, you be eating. Dog, you be eating, dude. I eat and I'm lonely. That's about it. Um, So this is kind of out of place in the lineup. But this is one more time. Shout out to Allegheny City Farms, Tom Mata. This is Mellow Death, which is my band Greywalker's hot sauce. Many people here have had this. If you have not had it, you're about to have it now. It is a peach base and habanero and ghost pepper hot sauce. It's almost just like a really spicy like peach salsa. Yeah. That's really good. All right. Down to the last two. So this is Dawson's Triple X Ghost Pepper Mash. 30 ghost peppers per bottle. Oh, that's fucking hot. Uh, friendly warning, don't breathe through your mouth anymore. Um, nose only, but only sparsely. Um, Try not to move your mouth too much to talk. It's all on my lips. It kind of sounds like I'm eating like, it sounds like I'm eating a soft pretzel while There's I'm There's chunks that are like stuck in my gums and I'm trying to get it out. It's all of like that nose hole in the back of my mouth. Man, it's not good. Has anybody else had the, the, the ghost pepper mash one yet? I forgot I took my glasses off. I can't see. <laughs> All right. So shout outs to everybody that had that's actually watching us do this. It's participating or just, you know, watching the fun. We're going we're gonna to round this out now with Tom's Pittsburgh style harvest edition. Uh, I remember this. This is probably... <laughs> The best hot sauce I've ever had in my life, my opinion. Good thing we're not going to be able to taste it at this point. It is fucking, uh, it's a, it's so intense, but I really, really like it just because of how abrasive it is. It's like, a, it's like a good, it's like a good power violence album. I kind of, it's just like, it's like nails. yeah, I, 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 you know, it doesn't sound the best, but it's fucking killer. Um, all right. So nothing on my body is sweaty. I just, you know feel what? Hot. We're going healthy, Dom. All right, I have a would you rather question. Okay. All right. So, would, would, would you rather every time you walked on the grass outside, the, every individual blade of grass licked your feet, or every time it rained, it rained milk? 
<laughs> I'd go with the feet licking. You think? I fucking I hate milk, fam. The aftermath of milk rain just gets me, and I agree with. Oh, uh, dude, you ever walk into like a Starbucks and it just smells like milk? Yeah, that's how the whole Eric... world would smell like that. I only go through the. Do you want the Starbucks now for that reason? I don't want to live in a world of milk. Fucking milk sucks, dude. However, oat, oat milk, dude. Oat milk is slamming. I fuck with oat milk. I, I need fuck some with, oat milk at this point. I fuck, with, I fuck with all the nut milk, nut juice, whatever. We'll be politically correct. We'll call it nut juice. Um, hot. I don't feel that bad, but I feel bad. It's Has anybody else out there tried the Harvest Edition? Yep. How you feeling? Pretty good. <laughs> Shit's mad hot, bro. <laughs> it's really. It's a. I could use a drink, but I'm doing like alright. Salvia. I've never been on salvia. It's tough. It, I don't really do drugs. Neither, I never either, but it feels how I imagine it would. Is this what drugs feel like? I guess. I'm crying. I don't believe it. I'm dead ass. Really? Is this drugs? Welcome back to the show, Act 3. So you just heard Shane. Um, what is on your finger, Shane? You ever find something that you just don't know what it goes to? Uh, yeah, but typically... Because this looks like a cap for early big marker. Hmm. Typically, I do find things that I don't know what they are, but it's because my cat finds them and brings them. What you have in your hand, I believe, and I again could be wrong here, I think that is the the uh, spool for paper. Maybe. For our for printer. like the printer paper? For our label. These are some thick plastic rolls then. Mm-hmm. We do go through a little bit of printer paper. Um, I think printer paper is a very interesting thing uh, well once we thermal. got the printers to work we get through less we bought a printer on ebay worked great for t- two times and then said we're gonna only print half labels it was a nightmare factor going on we had a printer and i was like genius <laughs> me i was like yeah great idea printer ink too much money Let's find a printer. You bought like a thermal label printer. A thermal label I've printer. I've never seen labels this, the size that we have. I've never seen a 2x7 label until I now. used to use a thermal printer to ship out VHS tapes. Okay. And I was like, that seems like a good idea, and I don't want to use uh, printer ink. So we got a baby thermal printer that worked twice, and then what it would do, it would shoot out the paper spool of labels. It would, it would shoot out four labels... Print nothing on, on them. <laughs> it would, it would sh- shoot out four blanks, and then it would print on like the fourth, the third or fourth label, and it would print like about like seventy to eighty percent of it. And then it would print on the, the next one, the rest of it. And so, you can't piece them together. You can't piece them together. I believe that one time I successfully did. Really? Because there's barcodes on them. Well, I that's the part I needed to piece together. Interesting. But it's only worked one time. Um. But it was a mess, and I bought this, and this was an idea, and it was just not working out. So I was like, you know what? I'll buy a second one independently. It's had zero issues. It had one half issue. When I uh, changed the paper one time, it had spit out labels once, and it never has again or probably never will. And that was a paper it's change. It's tried and true. It's a good printer. It's a it's a pretty good printer, and... Please sponsor us, Ray Zycon. What's it called? Yeah, um, give us a few. Well, we also said one of their printers didn't work. Yeah, because it's yeah. a piece of junk. Yeah, so that's probably. But the new one that works great is wonderful. Yeah, yeah, they're not really going to be as nice as Commonwealth Presses, I think. After that. So yeah, that was today's episode on what's on Shane's finger. 
uh, that's what's going on over here. Uh, we're into our third act, Toddy. Aren't yeah, we? our third act, our third act, and there is uh, one entire point scored so far. Of the show. I'm not risking it. So you are not risking. You're tie me, or nothing's happening. So at best, I will tie Shane. Which, because Shane is here, there is that extra Shane point tiebreaker. I need wins. I need W's in terms of thrifty. I don't know if you've done the standings yet. Yeah. You keep putting that off. Well, it is daunting. If you want help, I'll help you do it. (laughs) Well, yeah. Well, then I love it. All right. Let's do it up. I'll get you standings by the end of the week. Okay, cool. That's fun. Um, Okay, so we're going to hop into vintage versus modern. Vintage versus modern. Now, for new listeners to the show, Vintage versus Modern, what we do is we select one of the pieces that we had in Act 1 for our curated thrift haul. We find its modern or vintage counterpart on ebay.com, the website, uh, tally its value, and and then ask each other what has a higher value, Vintage versus Modern. For today's uh, for days today's vintage versus modern, um, I wanted to stay with the JFK stuff. Do you want? Hold on, before you go into your question, do you want me to go first, so we see if you tie or not? No, really. I want to know straight away if I'm losing this thing. Okay, very cool. Right away if I'm losing this thing. Um, so I was looking for JFK stuff, and there was not a lot of modern JFK stuff, but. Looking through JFK stuff, I noticed that he always has an American flag lapel pin. So, what I did is a I found a lapel pin from 1963. Sick. Rip. Uh, versus a modern lapel pin. And I will read the exact listings. Uh, first, the vintage. 1963 USA American flag lapel lapel patriotic. Versus the modern American flag lapel made in USA hat tie tack badge pin back vote. <laughs> okay. No, no, no BS. So vintage versus modern American flag lapel pins. 1963 USA American flag lapel patriotic versus the modern American flag lapel made in USA hat tie tack badge pin back vote. How, what are your feelings on these pins? I have a feeling the red herring is the exact names of the listing. It, it always is when you get it from me. I know. I'm saying I think I've called you out for it in the past. Yeah. The names that sound like they're just like Chinese knockoff, Wayfair, whatever, Kijiji sort of shit. It's maybe a I different value. This, but also I think it's fucking lapel pins. And there's so many lapel pins out there especially the american flag yeah to the point where i think that vintage one's going for like a dollar 99 plus shipping so like three dollars in total Ooh. and i think the modern one although it is probably mass produced just whatever name i think it's going for like 3.99 plus two dollars shipping so six dollars and i'm not going to comment and say yes or no, but I have an independent question based on your uh, thought process there. Do you think somebody would put something on eBay for $1 plus shipping? Yes. And I've bought things for $1 plus shipping before. Were they Cheetos? No. Okay. I haven't had a Cheeto question in probably two months. Well... You got to think, if you started listening to the show in July, 
of you 2020 don't even know of this year you don't know anything about how funny i think cheetos are <laughs> <laughs> i think you, you don't know a lot about like, the show if you're just stepping in here in like yeah. the last 2 months know that the vintage versus modern question for probably most of 2020 was something versus something shaped like a cheeto or a cheeto shaped like something and also i would i would suppose that if somebody's jumping in right now they didn't know that put together a whole collage of live episodes that i that i and us and other friends worked really hard and they no longer exist because of the pandemic but yeah the cheeto thing too <laughs> but yeah cheeto stuff's pretty cool um so so what do you think how you feeling i already said it i think vintage is going for like three dollars is that your final answer yeah and okay. modern's going for like six so okay. modern over modern vintage. so you're going modern and this will be for a point and if you get this point it will clinch the game and i can't come back and i wanted to know if i was going to lose right off the bat vintage versus modern you said vintage has a higher value so right now no excuse me you said modern has a higher value um, yes. And so what I will do now is reveal the price for the vintage, and it will. And your price point will have to be higher than this to be correct. So you thought that the 1963 USA American flag lapel patriotic listing, the pin you said was about a buck plus shipping, so you said three. The correct answer for this price point is ten dollars. It is ten dollars. So to for your modern to be correct, your modern pin has to be more than 10 bucks. How are you feeling now? I have such a thought in my head right now where I want to miss this question. Wow, that's interesting. Well, the modern American flag lapel made in USA hat tie tack badge pin bag vote is 6 bucks. Sick. Okay, so, so you I got, got it exactly it wrong. on the dot. The price, though, is exactly in the dot. Yeah. But now I want to tell you what I was thinking about the whole time. So it was vintage. That. Vintage was 10. Modern was 6. You didn't get I it I lost right. the point. Boo-hoo. Folks of Shane Becker's fandom, it doesn't matter. You lost the point because we're still up by a point. Going back to what I was thinking about, if you get this right, you got to make me a promise. Yeah. Uh, right before we play for the overtime point, you did you used to go to Pittsburgh Penguin hockey games in like 2000, like the early 2000s? Yeah. You remember when it would go to overtime, they would play the clip of uh, uh, Hades. The, the, the cheer scene? That, the bar scene? That and one. And the clip of Hades from Aladdin saying sudden death in a really menacing tone. Okay, yeah, that was one. And there was also the Animal House one. I want you to clip three, like those three things. And I want you to make some kind of fun overtime round clip from it. Oh, I hope I don't get it right. <laughs> I hope you get it right because I think it'd be sick. I'll try something. But like uh, that. we that could talked be fun. about. So yeah, please throw do me try, with my. Though, but I think that should be the theme of the overtime round. Uh, we talked earlier about the GE uh, AM FM radio cassette player recorder that I found in Aliquippa. Yep. Um. So we're talking about that exact model. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I have a vintage GE number three dash five two two five A AM FM cassette player recorder. Got it. So the one we have next to me, and this right is here. eBay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I have a new Walkman mm. pink player cassette recorder. AM FM radio. Pink. So this would be from... No, this is new. They're still making Walkmans. Yeah. 
but it would be like a newer one. So like yeah. this is from the early nineties. That one's probably most likely like two thousand five. Yeah, two thousands. Um. Well, believe it or not, I have a lot of cassettes, and I have some cassette players, and I also listen to cassettes, um, and I have a Walkman. But I have never purchased any of that from eBay. It's all been found. I found you a Walkman a couple months ago. Yeah, the silver one, and I use it. It's nice. Yeah, I use it. Uh, and that's another thing that sucks about the pandemic is because I used to walk to the grocery store at midnight listening to it. Now I can't because the grocery store is closed at midnight. <laughs> uh, that sounded like entitlement because things should, people should be able to sleep. So it's probably nice that it is closed, but I do miss that. I do miss it. Um, so I'm going to say the shipping on that thing is going to be about eight eight dollars and I think in true it's probably about fourteen. Um so I'm gonna say that's gonna be uh I'm gonna say twenty four dollars for the vintage versus the modern Walkman. I'm gonna say it's going to be a little bit less than that because it's gonna be smaller. So I'm going to say that's fifteen dollars. So I will say vintage I'm going vintage on here first and foremost to tie the game. Uh, I'm not even gonna get down into the cliffhanger part you got it right okay the vintage goes for $25 plus $4.95 shipping so I was a little off but I was right the new Walkman goes for $20.61 free shipping okay so that wasn't terrible so uh that you know what that means folks Toddy has to get into the editing booth because we're going to sudden death sudden death Shane point sudden death Shane point and what we do for the Shane point is uh Toddy do you have a phone near you? Uh, yeah. Toddy will go on to randomwordgenerator.com, random generate us a random word, and we plug that random word into eBay. And whatever the item, or whatever the highest sold, we sort by sold, item is on eBay, we guess the closest to that. Whoever's the closest, you can go over. That's a shitty rule that they do. Uh, you can go over, but whoever's the closest wins the point and the game. Okay, so the word. This will be fun. Lawn. L-A-W-N. Lawn. 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 Pork lawn. And so now I'm going to sold items. Yep. And then how do I filter again? Uh, do you want me to just do it? Yeah, go ahead and do it. Because I right. on my phone, the filter button... I see the prices for everything if I go back to the original thing. Yes. So I'm trying to avoid doing that. But the, the word is lawn. And you should be doing it. It's the sudden death shame point. The sudden death shame point. So I searched up lawn. I have it sorted by highest price plus shipping, and I have yet to press sold. What is your guess? What do you think? Well, I'm going big because... I'm assuming you're going to go under it anyway. I don't think I'm going to this game. Um, the reason why I typically go big on the sold um, value here is because it is everything in the history of eBay. When you first, first introduced... Everything in the last 90 days. Yes. And when you first introduced the sudden death chain point, if we did tie, I was giving you normal prices. And then when we would filter through the random generated word... They were in the thousands because it's in the last 90 days anything that it picks up with that word in the listing. So I will continue that trek and I will say lawn, what's probably going to be in there is a giant fucking tractor. 
<laughs> I'm, um, I was in the same boat. I'm thinking big ass snow plow. Um, so I'm gonna think it's gonna be a giant fucking tractor, and I'm gonna say it's gonna be uh, six thousand dollars. I'm gonna say big ass snow plow, and I'm gonna say ninety six hundred dollars. Okay, so ninety six hundred, and I said sixty two. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, sick. Okay, so I got the low, you got the high. So I guess you did go higher than me. For once. We'll For see once. What, we'll see what happens now, huh? So filter it out and see who gets the the Shane I point to you, win the I episode. I will show you me hitting it. Oh, I trust you. All right, and here we go. Uh, I'm looking at the... Okay, here's something fun. Um, I have yet to reveal. I'm leaving myself on a cliffhanger. I can only see one-eighth of the pictures of the and it's top a things. fat tractor. One is... A fat fucking one's tractor. One's like one of those farm machines with all the arms and legs and wheels. Mm-hmm. In that kind of lawnmower. The next looks like some gears, and the next one's a John Deere lawn tractor. Yeah. If I had to go off of just these pictures, I think you won. I think the highest thing is going to be like $4,500, but I can't say that now. So you're going to filter it to see who is... I already did filter it, so here we go. Oh. Interesting. Interesting Um, response from Shane. Shane knows the answer, and Shane has the Normally when I do this, I take the one that has sold and not the one that's gotten the best offer. Yeah. So like... Yeah, but so I'm going down the one that has the one that's sold for the firm price. Yeah. I don't think we've ever been this close. I don't think someone has guessed so close in this final round as to what the final price is. You would know this is your segment. I don't, I genuinely don't think anyone's gotten within $1,000 ever. Now, is this a fat tractor? This is a, uh, I'll just say the name 2013 Jacobson Greens King GK. Four plus real lawnmower, greens team mower, gas engine. It's a uh, golf course lawnmower. Yeah, fat tractor. Uh, $9,650 flat. I guess $9,600. That's insane. That's, That's almost $50. on the dollar. Yeah. You are off by $50. And honestly, if you sent them a best of $9,600, it would sell for that. It would sell for that, yeah. My gosh. So Brick body Shane Becker wins. But um, there were some other ones above that I didn't say because they had best offers. One was $27,500. Uh, one was eight LED solar disc lights, ground garden, lawn deck, path, yard, walkway, waterproof, hot. Uh, sold for $14.72 with $20,000 shipping. <laughs> $20,000. <000. laughs> it is sold. I think they really scammed someone. Well, yeah, that's a lot of money for shipping. And another one was 12000 So, I mean, I had it in the bag. Yeah. Uh, the only but thing f- that really ships that high is probably cocaine. Uh, stop all the words you're saying. You're <laughs> going to get us flagged. Um <laughs> By whom? <laughs> Anyone. The, the cops that called the person uh, for oh, doing yeah. the golf thing. Yeah. Uh, but fans of Shane Becker, that's two in a row in uh, in life, in video games, and now in the show. In the show. Uh, two in a row for the boy. As I said earlier, I'll get you the standings because I might be close to the top. Well, uh, it would be interesting if you uh, weren't close to the top and you did all the work to get the standings. I love numbers, so it'll be fun anyway. Very cool. Um, so before we head out of here, obviously Shane wins the episode. He gets the point. The Shane uh, sudden death bonus point, he capitalizes off of today. Um, that point no is only win. given away on Shane episodes. Well, what are you going to do in the final standings with ties? 
That's stupid. Nothing. Everybody wins. It's fun. That's not fun. And competition. I don't mind a tie, but uh, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors. First, bluffs.bandcamp.com. Steve Bears of Bluffs. Thank you for all your music. Theme to the show for many reasons. Alternate reality. Also, the theme to Act One. Something you've never seen before. Want to give a shout out to Commonwealth Press. CWPress.com. Thrifty stickers do go out with BrickBody Kids orders from eBay and Instagram. So if you ever buy anything from BrickBody Kids, which is Shane and I, um, you will get some stickers. But Let they us know. Were... We might also throw a tiny toy in it. Yeah, I threw some tiny toys. Yeah, like if you're a person we know, normally we ship you something. You're tiny gonna toy. get a tiny toy. <laughs> tiny toy. It's like a. It's like a Happy Meal. Um, but Commonwealth Press, again, cwpress.com. Right now, promo code thrifty or thrifty podcast. When you order 50 shirts, you get 12 for free. So do that. So uh, we're going to get uh, headed out of here. But um, So we had some cool uh, JFK cups. We had a fanny pack that we took out of a dead man's trash. We had a cassette player and recorder that was a present from Shane to myself. And we also had a Sports Illustrated for Kids book where we found out that not only does Paul Korea like acupuncture, but you could conk a snowball at somebody trying to light some sticks on and fire. And definitely not get arrested for it because you're in a kid's magazine. I was hoping that we would get some griff. Some, uh, I'm sure there's gri- We've only We went through two out of 40 pages. I wanted something with griff in it. So either Griffy or Fred McGriff the crime dog. Fred McGriff, the crime dog. Fred McGriff. Um, Fred McGriff was <laughs> the first baseman. Fred <laughs> McFiff <laughs> was the first baseman for the Atlanta Braves growing up, and I used to watch them on TBS playing. I know they all did play on TBS for so long. Yeah, and it was everyone watched. The Cubs were on television, and the Braves were on television all the time. All uh, the time. Braves and the team you first said. Cubs and Braves. Cubs were on WGN. Yeah, but they were on all the time, too. Because they had a channel. Sure, but we got to see it. Here, yeah, live. we got to watch a lot of Sammy. A lot of Sammy, and that's how I know That's how I know about Chipper Jones. Chipper Jones, my first bobblehead I ever owned. Chipper Jones, which I also... Call uh, yourself when you make a chip in for bogey. I'll in, chip in a bogey. <laughs> in Hot Shots Golf 4. That's a little Chipper Jones action. Get roached. 